All right. So we're recording. Oh, good. It's working. Hello, everybody. What? It's a podcast. Um, hopefully, we're re- we had a te- technical difficulty. So I'm recording this in GarageBand. Tell me if it sounds like shit. Sorry, I'm moving the mic. I'm not going to edit this out, y'all know, because I'm lazy. Welcome to the Dear Maddie Show. Thanks for being here. I'm here with a good friend that I haven't seen in a long time, Mr. J.P. Karliak. Hi, darling. How are you? It's so good to see you. You are so pretty, you guys. <laughs> Oh, pic- you are, and you your hair is all blonde, and just and your voice, and you're just I'm oh, not hitting on you. But I know, you're just I'm, pretty. I'm just a just a full package of loot crate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. Now um, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today, but the first and foremost, I just well, like it, today is April 21st, a very special day to me because my nephew is 18 today, um, which made me feel old. But something that made me feel older is that. Prince died today. I just, know. Just about an hour ago, we got the news about that. Yeah, it, I was uh, I was just walking out of my agent's office and saw it on the, you know, a screen that had CNN breaking news. It was just, oh, it, it, this it, is. I mean, this seriously, it, it's like the rapture is happening. It's happening right now. <laughs> I think it's just called we're getting old. It's taking all of the brilliant people. <laughs> well, I mean, I think some of it also is just you know, a lot of. A lot of the people that are in their 50s and 60s were of the drug use generation yes, at a certain time. That's true. Abused themselves in a certain way. And it's like, you know. Because we don't know what, how Prince died. And, you know, and now he's. I heard a, the flu. It, well, yeah. I said, now he's a vegan. He's very health conscious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's. Because I think the wrestler China died yesterday. People were upset. And. I, yeah, I, I didn't really know her that, but Prince is different. That's I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I mean, I think we talked. You're not a totally huge, different niche. I mean, I I don't think neither of us or either of us, neither of us, whatever you know sure. language better than me. <laughs> JP is way smarter than I'm I am, y'all. So. Um, but we're not huge Prince fans per se. No, I mean, I recognize he was absolutely a genius, you know, in what he did. But you know, it's kind of like. It's kind of like looking at, you know, a, a certain artist's paintings or stuff like that. There's stuff that you're like, I recognize that that is brilliant. I don't want it hanging in my home, but mm-hmm. I recognize that that is well, I, genius. I do think with music, though, it's a little different. You know, I had my, my roommate in college, Karen Cole, lover. I just spoke with her this morning to see how she was. Um, she was obsessed with Prince. And she's of age, too. Uh, she, I believe Karen is... I'm gonna. She looks way younger because she has amazing skin. But I want to say Kevin Karen's 42, 43. Um, so she's a little bit older because I'm 37. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna ask you how old you are, but you can tell me if you want. <laughs> but um, so Prince turning 35 within a month. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. So um, you and I are like we knew who Prince was, but we were like we weren't. Just the 80s little, yeah. were happening for us, but we were very young. You right. know what I mean? Right. So um, like my my. My two exposures to Prince where I was like, oh, cool, you know, where I actually gravitated towards his music mm-hmm. was uh, 1999, obviously, because mm-hmm. it was the year I graduated. And uh, then um, when he did all of the, a, a lot of the soundtrack for the original Batman. I was going to say, for me, it was Batman, because I was obsessed with Batman. Well, oh, yeah. Not, I mean, like the loved... Bat Dance and everything like that. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Vicky like, Vale. Yeah. A Joker singing, like, who are you going to trust? Like, Because you that. and I are big comic people, too. So. Yes, we are. So yes, that was oh I forgot we have that in, not the comic but I I didn't think of it when I was thinking of talk about Prince and I was thinking about it and I thought oh really I know it's not not considered his most prolific work but for me it is Batman it's oh yeah it's all of that um, but it is I do think with music it's I think Dick Clark I'm gonna fuck this quote up but Dick Clark said that um, God rest his soul I was gonna say he's or, not gonna come for he's you not, he's not gonna come for me bitch um, oh yeah you can cuss in the show people always ask that you can say fuck it's okay. fine um, but anyway uh, the, music is kind of like historical kind of benchmarks for our lives I think he said we often equate certain songs to certain periods of our life absolutely and so I think like with the Batman thing like you just demonstrated with 1999 and I feel like for for Prince there is like like when um when I hear Raspberry Parade, I, I used to think the song was called Raspberry Parade, so I always say Raspberry Parade. <laughs> Raspberry Parade. Close. Um, anyway, but Raspberry Beret, I that reminds me of swimming lessons, and I remember that plane. Oh yeah. So I think Prince, it's like Michael Jackson, like it's just somebody who's just so prolific that they they have and they're they're just bookmarks for your life. Yeah, I mean, I had the same experience with when David Bowie passed away. I, oh yeah 
recognize a genius. Yeah, I, the there was way. certain songs that I liked. Uh huh. But like, you know, the songs that, I, you know, when people are like, oh my God, like Starman and all that, I'm like, oh, I didn't really know that song, but I loved Golden Years when it was in A Knight's Tale. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, had that yeah. dance uh-huh, number, uh-huh. like, and everything. I loved that song. And a bunch of other things. But, you know, it's like, you know, I liked that David Bowie. I liked the Labyrinth David Bowie. I li- you know, but it's not this. They're like, oh, it's not. You're not recognizing what his, his true genius well, whatever. is. I'm like, well, everybody's got a touch point. You know. I feel like that's a true genius is that they are a true person who's a legacy. They touched everyone in some even small way. Yeah. That's, like, that's, I mean, I, you know, I'm one of the people that thinks that Madonna's best album is Ray of Light. And then there's the people, the bedtime story people that want to kill no, me. It's and not then bedtime there's, stories, no. Yeah. I and, would probably say Ray of Light. I, I mean, I think. Although was, I'm not a huge Madonna fan. Are yeah. you? Um, I was until about like maybe eight or nine, eh, ten years ago or so. So who was your first, like, Artists that you were like as obsessed, a young, like obsessed a crazy person with. with. Um, I mean, there were a lot of artists that I that I bounced around to, uh, from as a kid. I mean, I remember loving No Doubt. That was the first concert mm-hmm. that I went to. But Good I was upset. I mean, I'm I'm a lesbian on the inside. I was obsessed with Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, really? Loved her. Oh, and where'd you grow up? Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. Scranton. Yeah. Um, Loved her. And I mean, I went to Lilith Fair twice, you know, and the Indigo Girls and Sarah and Jewel and Lisa Loeb and all oh, those just all of them. spoke to me so deeply. And, you know, and then like, you know, a couple alternative, like the 90s, 90s music, a lot of people say it's shit. But for me, it was so deep, so quintessential of, of what my, you know, formative years were. So... Um, so like the so not even grunge because I never resonated with grunge ever. No, like Pearl like Jam, alter- and like all al- that. It's more not alternative, for me. but like more of the upbeat alternative rock. Like if I wasn't listening, I did to like, like Jewel. Yeah, if I wasn't listening to like the Lilith Fair songstresses, then I was listening to um, like Blues Traveler and Bare Naked Ladies and Third Eye mm-hmm. Blind and you know and stuff like that, that. I was really into musicals then, so I just kind of listened to musicals. Oh well, I mean, you well, know, but we always were in the nineties. Yeah. I mean. If you didn't listen to Rent, you were a horrible human being. <laughs> I didn't know Rent until I went to, but I again I was old. I went, I started high school in ninety four. I started college in ninety seven. So my first boyfriend was I'd heard of Rent and I knew it, mm-hmm. but my first boyfriend was obsessed with it. So now that's where I learned it. Yeah, yeah. learned it, learned it, learned it. But um, oh nineties music. Well, God rest your soul, Prince or. Judy Garland, rest your soul, whatever, whatever you believe, Prince. So, um, yes. So, and my, my heart goes out to those people who I know I, I probably one of the people I was first obsessed with would be like, I was, was Kylie Minogue or like, oh God, yeah. Locomotion. I loved Locomotion. She's fantastic. And Paul Abdul and Debbie Gibson. Those were like my, I was real gay. And so, oh yeah. I went for those. So like when those people pass on, I would feel probably what people are feeling with Prince. It's just, you know. Oh yeah. I know, you know, when, if if I am around when something bad happens to Sarah McLachlan, oh, I, I, I I will be inconsolable. Oh, I'll just be I'm a horrible. Mess. Even I will be sad because again, she's yeah. such a legacy person. I never was obsessed with her. Yeah, but I think of Arms of the Angel and I think of Holly Duncan singing, um, you know, the graduation song. I think she might have passed away. That boy, that got dark. All right, sorry. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> we're, we're good. So okay. So tell everybody how we know one another. Okay, so uh, I think Michael introduced us. Is that how it happened? That bitch. Ugh. That 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 hot mess that, whore. That paternal slag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love but him. Yes, we Mike, love you, Michael. We he do. doesn't listen to this. He's he's fathering a child. No, he's or not. He has he's breastfeeding. Yeah, he's breastfeeding right now. <laughs> oh, because oh, I forgot we played on an improv team together. Yes, yeah, so like, we did it. We did improv what? together. Or yeah, twice. like you know, because we were so good at promoting it and <laughs> rehearsing and doing all that. Uh, but yes, we were on a an LGBT improv team called Audi, uh-huh, which true. really was just a lot of G and one L. But you know, it's who cares about B or T? Apparently. Oh God! I, yeah. Honestly, well, because I know you're still involved in the comedy scene and everything. A little. And, and, I do yeah. stand up less and less. Just I like it. I just I haven't had time, and honestly, I think. It's, I just think with anything, if you're going to devote yourself to an art, you should really work at it. And I find yeah. myself not working at it because I'm working on other stuff. So. Yeah. I, I, I've found lately that, you know, because I'm working on an improv project right now and trying to find diversity, you know, like finding the B's or the T's mm-hmm. or finding, you know, just like 
you know, a, a funny Asian person to put on my improv team that isn't swamped because everybody else wants them already. Yeah. You know, it's so hard. It, it, there's a lot. There's a lot of white men in improv. Yes. A yes. lot. Of, a lot of white men. A lot of straight, straight white men. Let's yes. say. Let's I mean, I I managed to find the I've managed to find the gay uh, the gay white men who are in improv. That that doesn't seem to be a problem. But like, yeah. Are you I, performing? Is it some place, something you can talk about now? Or yeah, you it's a it's a new project I'm working on uh, called Fairy Tales Against Humanity. I love the name already. And it's uh, it's a half scripted, half improv show. It's basically like if we we take a fairy tale Mad Lib, mm-hmm. and with the help of the audience and some special guests, we repopulated and we created a whole other tale that I narrate, and then uh, the cast members improvise dialogue and oh, stuff. You are a born narrator. Oh well, you, no, you are. You just have that command. You almost feel like you should be British, but you're not. You have that type of voice. You I have. Can, a, I have a quick story for you since you mentioned. No, it. Hey, we're, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, what are we? What are we here for? What are we here for? Um, so when I was in, I think eighth grade. I mean, I was such a loser when I was a kid. You know, I mean, not from my my opinion or my mother's opinion, but from everyone <laughs> else's. Anyway, so um, yeah, I was I was a big loser, but I was best friends with this uh, more jockey athletic kid. And uh, the the hangout where all the cool kids went was this uh, shitty shack of a place called Dewey's that had like a um, had like a pool room in the like you walked around the down the alley and in the back and mm-hmm. it was like, and the front I think was like I don't know maybe a beer store or something. Um, so everybody went and uh, went and hung out there. Mm-hmm. So he ta- he you know blesses me with the opportunity to go and hang out there. So mm-hmm. I go in the back, and it's almost like you walked into like a West Side Story or Newsies thing because there's like a fire escape with a stairwell, and there's like these guys hanging on it in all sorts of ways, oh, like they're going to break into a Jets Ugh. number. And you know, and I'm talking with my hands like I do because I'm uh-huh. half Italian and gay. And and the one guy goes, I feel like you're either like. British or Jewish? I'm like, oh my god, it's so funny you say that because I'm an adopted kid and I always thought that I probably am either British or Jewish, but I don't even know. But of course, for them, that was an insult, which I did not take it that way, nor do I still. But that's that's so you are. I didn't know you were adopted. I mean, not that oh, yeah. like we talk about that. Yeah, I was just talking about this the other day. Like, did your parents let you know from the get go that you were adopted? Yes. Was that like? I asked this because I have a friend of a friend who was. Her parents did that, and she's had a lot of, like, emotional problems for her, like, with abandonment and adoption and stuff like that. Was it difficult for you, or did you kind of, like... No, and I think I think for a couple of reasons. One, because I did know from the beginning. Uh-huh. Two, because I don't look that different from my parents. Oh, okay. I mean, we come from similar ethnic backgrounds and everything, so I know... Like, I have a solo show that I do about my adoption experience, mm-hmm. and in meeting other people that do their solo shows... Um, like I met a, this great Filipino girl who was adopted by a white family. And for her, it was really hard because it was, why don't I look like you? Why don't I identify with you? You know, so that was Culturally, hard. yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, the hardest part was, you know, just being a really like loud and entertainment oriented gay kid mm-hmm. in a relatively, you know, non-artistic, much, you know, more docile family. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think gay kids kind of go through that anyway or teenagers in general go through that Uh sort of you know so it wasn't i had a very idyllic adoption experience that in doing my show and talking to people about their experiences either as um adopted kids or adoptive parents or even birth parents and all Mm -hmm. that i mean my story is just so fairy tale by comparison um but yeah it wasn't have you met your adoptive parents or do you want Mm -hmm. to i met i've i've met my birth mother uh she lives out here we've known each other for mm, 12, 15 years or something. At What's that point? like meeting a birth mother? I mean, because... Oh, it's weird not, as hell. Because they're not your mother, but they're but you probably see her face and you see yourself in I her face. I think of her as like my Auntie Mame. That is the best way to think of her. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious because, I mean, we didn't know each other until, you know, uh, at, well after my formative, you know, childhood. Um, but uh, both of us grew up with the movie Auntie Mame. We're obsessed with it, could quote it. Like, it was... That's thing. yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of weird little things. Like I know some people who have met their birth parents and everything. It's like, oh God, I thought they would be more like me, or that I would see more of myself in them, and I don't. And with her, it was, oh yeah, yeah. This is that there's a genetic component. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely I am definitely a equal parts nature nurture uh, offspring. I love that. Oh, I, this is why I love this show. I get to know things I don't know about people. I love it. We go deep here. <laughs> that, well, take that as you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, okay. So now, also, too, you are very prolific in the voiceover world. I, yeah, I've started to be. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. It's really so. I, I mean, talk about that a little bit because you've, um, I mean, can you say who, or do you have to keep like quiet who you do voices so it doesn't ruin the, I don't know. Well, there's some of them that I, I, I don't want to say. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, the, for stuff that's come out, sure, uh, certainly, but there's a bunch of stuff that I'm under NDA about that I would love to talk about right now, but I have to wait until it comes out. You have out. to wait. So, what can um, you talk about now? Because I don't know. Can I, I mean, talk who about? do you voice now that so people I, might know? I'm the voice of Wiley Coyote. Oh, good. I hope we could talk about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, now, y'all know that. That's Looney Tunes, the coyote. Like, now, who was silent a lot growing yes, up for us? So, yes. so the the listeners who are like, what the fuck is he talking They're about? They're like, Wally Coyote doesn't talk. The Roadrunner just runs around him. Well, uh, for all those listeners, go to your YouTube and Google um, or uh, search for Wiley Coyote and, and Bugs Bunny. And you'll, and uh, there are some old shorts there that are, he was I in remember. where he talked. And he had a very, you know, educated and erudite uh, tone of voice and everything. So... Um, so there's a new show on Cartoon Network called Wabbit, a Looney Tunes production. Uh, and uh, it's basically Bugs and uh, just in little situational shorts with all of, you know, his various uh, friends and enemies. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've been doing that. And the nice thing about it is, is that, you know, for Bugs and Yosemite and all of the people that, you know, we have ingrained in our minds what that voice is supposed to sound like, you know, the people that do them. Do it. They have to flawless. I mean, you have to sound it's, like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, it's flawless. Like it sounds just like them. But for me, you know, I definitely play a pay homage to Mel, uh, to Mel Blanc, and you know, and try and do. Did Mel Blanc do his original voice? He did. Okay. Yeah. Um, but even you know, Mel, I think Wiley talked maybe like five or six times in all of the Looney mm-hmm. Tunes pantheon of original shorts, and every time Mel did it, he sounded a little bit different. Mm. Unlike you know Bugs, which you know. Yeah. Um, evolved, but was still basically the same. Uh, so I had a lot of freedom to play and mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, uh, come up with some different stuff. So I, uh, some people say that he sounds like Sideshow Bob. Some people say that I'm, I'm channeling like uh, the doctor from Lost in Space or something. But, you know, for me, it's I just... haven't I haven't listened. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I so. Should. Hello, my name is Wiley Coyote. Super genius. That was so good. Thank you. <laughs> I love that you're like, thank you. But, so t- how long did it take you to like develop this voice? I don't know. It didn't take long at all. I mean, I got, I, I think I got the script for the audition two days or what? Or, I feel like it was two days before the audition. And, you know, it's voiceover, so I could just go into my agents and record. Um, you know, it's, it, by and large, it's not that. And you're with the same agency my friend Don's in, right? Mm-hmm. AVO, right? Yeah, AVO yeah, they're just right up the street. Peter Verano, Sandy Schnarr, hello. They're not listening to this. Uh, <laughs> Don might. Don might be listening to it. Hi, Don. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I just went in and, I, I mean, as soon as I read it, I had a pretty clear idea. Because I was a big fan of Looney Tunes growing up. You yeah, know, I watched exactly. all the reruns on Nickelodeon and I was a huge fan. So I knew what he sounded like. Yeah. And and how I would do it. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was super fun. So anybody, it, anybody, do you do a lot of games? Do you do... I do mostly animation at this point, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic. Uh, I do a few video games, but uh, most of the video games I do are the family-friendly ones. So I have a bunch okay. of friends that do, like, you know, Fallout and Call of Duty and all of the stuff and the screaming, blood-curdling, like, I, you know, death and all that. Uh, I do... Uh, I'm a big villain in Skylanders, which is like oh. one of those little toy games. Oh, like, okay. You know, you actually have a toy and you put it on the thing. Oh, and yeah, they, yeah, They're yeah. in the game and you can play as them. Um, I play Wolfgang in Skylanders. And uh, I do a lot of stuff with Lego Marvel. Oh, like the movies. Or like the... the... Like they do their own little oh, cartoon specials. Wow. They also do video games and yeah. Which one do I have? Which one do I have? Oh, what one do you have? Oh, I have this. Are you in this? Uh, is that the first one? Or the se- That's the first one. I'm in the second one. Okay, well, I have to get the second one. Who do you play? Uh, let's see. I play uh, the Vision. Oh, the vi- you are the Vision. Oh, well, thank you. you. Totally- I-, I am a Vision. <laughs> you are a Vision. No, yeah. but I mean... Uh, I play him, and I also play Wiccan. Uh, oh, Wiccan's the gay one. He is the gay one. He is the gay one. Big surprise. Big surprise. Yeah. Uh, he's a lot of fun. He's a fun character. How do you, like, 
so with um, sorry, I'm thinking of gay now, but you, not not Ultron. You said uh, Vision. Vision. Uh-huh. He's not even supposed to be a human. So like, how do you develop a voice like that? Well, like, the funny thing is, is that sorry, so, y'all. I'm geeking out. No, sorry. No, no. A few years back, um, Disney XD was showing, which is a channel uh, like this. It's a sister channel of it sounds of like the Disney, Disney porn. Um, <laughs> sorry, it does. XD. You're like, I'm not going to comment. I can yeah. say it. I don't get paid for it by Disney. No, it's fine. Um, it's sort of like teen Disney. So they had these little interstitials that they would put on where, did you ever see um, Harvey Birdman or that used to be on Adult Swim? That or, sounds familiar. Or C-Lab 2020 or something. It was basically, they would take old animated shows from like the 70s and recut them and redub oh, them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this was the same thing. They were taking old Marvel cartoons from the 70s and 80s, cutting them up, redubbing them, and turning them into these little shorts that were just mm-hmm. nonsense and ridiculous fun. So I got brought in, and I was playing all sorts of random characters. I was Hawkeye. I was uh, Sc- <laughs> I was Scarlet Witch. I was oh really? I was oh uh, I was Black Cat. I was oh good. Uh, um, uh, I was like a, all these random assorted villains and everything. Uh, the the wizard who's like a, I think a Fantastic Four villain. Anyway, um, and I was Jarvis. Oh, you would be a great Jarvis. So I did, Jar- you know. So I did Jarvis. I want to hear your Jarvis voice. Do you even remember? Um, I don't know if that's where you want to go, Mister Stark. Perhaps we should put on pants today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was they sort of wanted Paul Bettany, but they didn't. You know, they didn't want him as uh-huh. you know they wanted him to be a little more butlery. You know, so that's kind of what I went with. And then as time went on, uh, when they were doing, like, Lego stuff, they wanted that voice back. And then they wanted him... And then, because the movie had Jarvis be Vision, Uh you know, they had me be Vision. So, it's been a weird little journey, you know. So, so what is... We won't talk about this too much, but I just love it. And I think it's fascinating. What is... um, Who's probably just, like... I want to know, too. Who's probably been the most challenging voice for you to do? And who's been probably your favorite? That or that just made you feel the most fun? Oh, challenging! Welcome to Dear Maddie. We ask the questions. Yeah, don't we, Sophie? Let me ask, uh, let me be po- political and answer the second question first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so favorite, I think I have. Uh, there's like maybe two or three. Okay. Um, uh, Wiley is so much fun because we record in a group. And oh, so that's re- rare. It is, yeah. So I'm recording with Bugs and Porky and Daffy, and and being in the room with those people is just amazing. It's what's his name? Still do Porky Pig? Bob Bergen. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I'm taking his class in August. He is. I just saw him last night. He's my mentor. I took his class that's... 11 years ago. Oh wow! And now I'm a Looney Tune. I don't think I'm going to be ever as prolific as you, but I want. I would like to just dabble oh, in animation. No, 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 don't say that because because the thing is is you know there are the people that do. You know, eight billion voices, and then they're the mm-hmm. people that like they have their signature voice, and that is you know, like the, it's the difference between like you know Nancy Cartwright who does Bart, um, Bart, and then Hank Azaria, Yardley Smith who does Lisa. That's the oh, only yeah. voice she can do, or it's the only voice she does. Oh, but I mean, she works all the time. She does work all the time. So anyway, yeah. okay. So favorites, your top three. So obviously, right. So Wiley. I mean, so Wiley's fantastic, um, Scott, and that's got to be great to do that with all of them because you're hearing bugs, and I mean, it's got to yeah. be fantastic. Skylanders doing Wolfgang is super fun. So Wolfgang is a bad guy who's like a wear a Billy Idol pleather pants wearing werewolf, and I love doing that because so absurd. Because the reason I don't really like you know I don't really go after on cameras because I found that I was just getting typecast a lot, and I don't you know and to be able to play that character for me mm-hmm. is like the quintessential. I would never get to play that yes. in on camera. Yeah, and so I just get to rock out and have a good time. And then um, that's you know what I have to say not to interrupt, but I am. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one reason why it got me into wanting to do animation is that my commercial agent called me in for a voiceover gig. For um, it was like they were animating. Uh, it was for Apple Pay and all that came out, and they were animating like a card reader, and they wanted the card reader to like. Oh yeah, talk. the sound. Yeah. Yes, and but this wasn't Apple Pay. It was another third party company. It was called, like Samsung or something. Well, yeah. they were called ISIS. So <laughs> they have, that changed. They, yeah, that changed. I think it's called Soft Card now. I don't even know where they're. But anyway, so, I'm sorry, Soft Core. Is that? So, yeah, I know everything goes back to porn. Yeah, Soft Card. And but anyway, so they they went in and they said looking for a Chris Pratt, Seth Rogen type, and I went, really? My agent's gonna call me in for this? And mm-hmm. I was like. 
all right. And so I got called in for it and I did my, I was totally intimidated by it. And I thought I did my Jill Alexander commercial worksheet and I actually like spent some time and worked on it. And I thought she is brilliant. Jill Alexander is brilliant. I love yes. her so so much. I remember I, I never took her commercial class, but I it's the I, best. I, I saw Great. her improv a lot at IO, and she is just she's just flawless. she she's one of those people that people she doesn't know me from Adam by the way, so it's um, not like I have to say this because we're friends. I she, you know. I think people think she hasn't worked hard because she makes it so effortless it's very easy she's but you know i mean when you i remember seeing her io years ago so mm-hmm. anyway i love her um but anyway um so i went into this in thing and i just kind of channeled my brother because my brother is this very like very straight dude he is that kind of like pris pris pratt pris pratt <laughs> that's chris pratt <laughs> chris pratt's a brother and but anyway I got the callback, and I went, well, that's interesting. And so I went in and did the callback, and then I ended up booking an avail for it. And then they canceled the spot because then all the ISIS stuff came out. But I was so, like, again, happy so what, about that. I'm just curious. Because it was, was the so voice? not gay. It was like, I didn't even do too much, but it was kind of like, oh, hey. Oh, you're walking up. You're good. I was kind of huskier and, like, fratty. like, And it's something like... Oh, oh, come on. You know, you want to slide your card. Oh, beep. Oh, yeah, beep. It was kind of weird because he was supposed to beep. He was like, oh, beep. Oh, man, I love beeping. And I just kind of talked about like him and this guy. That is a whole other person review. That's fantastic. It was great. So that was when I was like, maybe I'll do some animations. Now I have to call. Anyway. Okay. So I keep interrupting. You talked about Wiley Coyote. You talked about Wolfgang. What's that voice like? Uh... Well, 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 here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to rock out. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, it's delightful. You're right. Look, we would never play that. No, never. I'm no, usually no, just, you know. Just big and I love, And me. I love just kind of like you were saying before, like, you know, what I'm doing to the booth, and the director's like, that was fun. I'm like, <laughs> You know, it's just... And who's 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 third? Who's third? Uh, I did this online game called Dawngate, which never left beta. I mean, it was playable, but it never left beta. But it was so it was gorgeously drawn and gorgeously written, and just had the. It was one of those like multiplayer things where there were uh, a whole bunch of main characters, all with deep and rich backstories and everything. Mm-hmm. And they were just so. It was great. Every time I got called in for that, I was thrilled because the writing was just so good. Um, and in that, I played I played a couple different characters, but my favorite was this character called the King of Masks, who was like, uh, every character in this thing kind of got uh, the powers of a spirit that made them, you know, have all these superpowers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my guy was like this failed magician who mm-hmm. could not do a magic trick to save his fucking life. Oh. And he gets this the powers of this spirit, and he not only can do magic now, but his magic is super deadly. He just doesn't know it. So it's almost oh. like it's almost like a party magician he's who's like, just killing all the children. He's like Orko who can't control yeah. the masters. Like if Orko killed all the masters yes. and was like, oops, uh, how did I do that? You know. They did epi- ec- epic Orko. Yeah. <laughs> Zack Snyder did it. <laughs> Zack Snyder, don't get me started. We won't even speak of him. Um, but yeah, so that was super fun. Uh, most challenging. Most challenging. Yeah, I wasn't going to let you. Um... There is a voice that I do now that I can't I can't tell you who it is, but it's a sound alike that I do for a show. Oh, okay. Um and uh That's gotta be difficult. Sup- it is super hard to sound to like get somebody's voice quality and manner like vocal mannerisms and everything like that and to- you know, all of the their little idiosyncrasies and still make it your own and still like add your brand of funny to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and all that. So that's that is a challenge. Um Yeah. Oh, I like that. Well I'll, we, I won't even answer questions if we just keep talking because <laughs> no, let, I, this is the, I'm so curious about this part. Okay, well, all right, we only have two, okay. um, so we're, which is fine because we're talking. About, so anyway, this first question is from Jennifer, okay, age thirty nine, and she said, "Dear Maddie, yesterday I came home from work early and I caught my son playing with makeup. He's thirteen. I didn't act like it was a big deal or anything, but in my head, I'm thinking, crap, your father would freak out." Should I talk to him about it? Do you think my son is transgender? This is the first time I've gotten an inkly about him doing feminine things. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he was gay and I would love him still. But I'm trying to be cool. This freaked me out a bit, I admit. What should I do? Jennifer, age 39. I'm doing two podcasts today. When I saw this question, I saved it for us. 
because I figured we could relate. Oh, goodness. Well, both of us have played with makeup. Oh, I remember my mother came home one day and she said, take off my mascara. (laughs) 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 I think I was about like 13 or 14. And it was just like, I mean, I ended up being a makeup artist. So um, for me, it was just like, I don't know. I can't speak for your son, Jennifer, but for me, it was just, I like the fun playing of it. It wasn't like, I never wanted to wear my mother's clothes or anything like that. I would sometimes walk walk around when I was younger, like fit. I would walk in her heels and try those on, and I like that. Absolutely. I, I did too. I love heels. But it was more just like, for me, it was like drawing. I love the drawing on my face and just like making oh, yeah. weird stuff. What I, about you? I, I mean, I still love makeup. Oh, I, I do too. You yeah. know. I, I honestly, I think I probably would have gotten into drag if it wasn't that I hate wearing wigs and I hate wearing, like, I hate confining clothing. I don't really love dresses, no. Yeah. Like, I mean, all the trappings of, you know, and I, don't I guess wanna... the only part I like is actually, like, the lip syncing and the makeup. Yeah. You know? And I don't Everything wanna... else, I'd be like, oh. And I've just got too much hair. I just can't, oh, I can't yeah. trim the maintenance that. and yeah. all of that. It's and too then much. The, and the tucking and, and yeesh, no. Yeah. I don't no, want to no, do no, that no. to my voice. Uh, no. Uh, the only times I've done dra- I've done drag before were like for hilarious comedy shows where it wasn't supposed to be good. It oh, was no, just like supposed Cabergate. to be like, Cabergate. Cabergate's just shitty <laughs> drag. That yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I I played with my mom's makeup and, you know, and put on her bathing suits and her heels and stuff like that. Oh, I love it. But the thing is, is like, especially these days, you know, I have so many friends who have kids now. God bless them. Um, you know, where they buy their kids costumes and they have boys and girls and sometimes the boys wear the fairy outfit and the girls mm-hmm. wear the astronaut outfit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't think that means anything. I don't I even know if it means he's gay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just means like I'm exploring. I'm trying. You know, I this is a this is I'm li- I'm feeling my fantasy, you know. <laughs> oh, I love that. And not in a sexual way. Yeah. Not no, in a sexual I'm... way, but like, you know, necessarily. But like it's it's just trying. And I think people just get, you know freaked out by different that it's like oh but what does this mean and you know and they start to the you know and parents always throw their mind 20 years in the future like well does that mean that he's going to do this and become this and uh, you know and end up dead and as a prostitute in a ditch like Mm -hmm. no no um i think i think you hit it on the head jennifer it just take it day by day with and you can talk to your son about it um i don't necessarily think you should the only reason i would potentially maybe bring it up is if you don't have a problem with it and you want to support him and that, then that could be a nice conversation. It might not even be a conversation you need to have with his father if you're worried about freaking out. It could just be like, I, I think it could be, um, you don't need to make this a family talk. I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong in thinking that. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I also, But I also think that maybe having that talk like not a sit down like we need to have a talk but just kind of one of those supportive that's what i mean yes. hey i i noticed that you did this and i just wanted to let you know it's okay i'm glad i'm a therapist and you just did this express way better than what i wanted to say <laughs> <laughs> but yes i going. think i've been going to therapy long enough that i'm used i'm, I'm used to the talk to. how the talk is but yes to i love it hey this is okay yeah and because you know it's one thing if both parents are totally chill with it but if you do have a a, a, a dad who is you know, potentially going to be uh, about it. I mean, my dad was that dad. You know, my dad was like that too. Yeah, I mean, my mom, like when my mom found out that I was gay, you know, it. She and I went to therapy together, and you how know, old were you? Sixteen. Oh, good for you. Yeah, you got it done early. Well, you know, it's Scranton. What else do we have to do? But you know, see movies and come out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, you know, we we kind of dealt with it ourselves first, and then brought my dad into it because I my mean, mother and I did that too. Yeah, because it's. I mean, you know. It was they both had two different mindsets, you know. Both yeah. of them thought it was wrong and whatever. At least at at that time, um, but uh, you know they needed to be introduced to it separately. So I think in this case, even though we're not, we're not saying he's gay, but even even in this case, if there's a nervousness about dad finding out, then you know maybe broach that with him first, so that yeah, if dad does find out, at least he knows he's not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid, I mean, not. Um, not just dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's no, kind of what I thought about. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think there's nothing. Have I think just have a honest conversation with him that you support him, Jennifer, and that um, you don't think anything that's totally okay if he wants to like 
like you said, live, live, live his fantasy. What, and also too, you're asking us, is he transgender and all? Well, I don't know. We don't have that information. So yeah. talk to him just about what he's experiencing, what his experience is, what he's interested in, what he's not interested in. Um, ask him maybe if he needs to, like support, if he needs to talk either to a therapist or go to a center or find a mentor or something like that. And then, and then from there, I think you can decide if, when, how you discuss this with your husband. Because I wouldn't want you to bury it under the rug so to speak and it's you and your son's secret and then one day your dad comes home and son's wearing a dress and dad freaks out on kid right did you know about this yeah i would rather this conversation be had and then you um you could bring it to your husband um i'm assuming husband does it say husband maybe you're divorced so that i don't know how you what your relationship is like with your with his father so um it just sounded like you were married so um so yeah, I think it's just don't freak out. Just get some information. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think yeah, I think listening is is the big thing. Is just you yeah. know, yeah, see what he has to say. Yeah, but oh, I did. I loved mascara. I loved my eyeliner. Oh god, I eyeliner. I was so big on eyeliner. Oh yeah. Oh. I mean, there's. I mean, there's so many little things. You know, because we find we kind of you know society kind of drops us in a binary that like yeah. we have to do this or we have to do that. I would wear nail polish every day. Oh, good for you. I really would. But, I mean, well, part of it's that I'm lazy and the maintenance just would drive me crazy. But, you know, it's just... You have beautiful nails. Oh, thank you. you but, like, you know, but then there would be like, why are you wearing nail polish? What does that mean? And then, you know, yeah. and everybody has to take it 10 steps out and think about what that means. No, it means nothing. It means I like the way that nails look with polish. It, it is. Yes. I like, I like, I like some nice toe polish. So every once in a while I get a pedicure every once in a while. Yeah. Just a little... I'm. I'm. A, I still think I'm a man. I like being a man. Yeah, know? that's fine. But that you know. There you go. So anyway, I hope that helped, Jennifer. Um, all right. You know, it's so interesting the perspective of. It seems like such a big deal, probably to her at the time, and and now we look back on it, it's so not a big deal in our own lives. So maybe that perspective helped. I think it's also a parent's perspective that you know, anything that their kid does. You know, it reflects on that. Uh, it reflects on the parents. It reflects, yeah. on, you know, they, 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 there's so many different things that pop up in a parent's mm-hmm. mind that, you know, to any any outsider, or stranger, or acquaintance, it would just be like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right. So this next question is from Carl, age 24. Um, all right. Carl says, um, dear Maddie, I'm in a newest relationship, newish relationship with a wonderful girl. I love her. She's sweet, funny, and for some reason. She can put up with my bullshit. But speaking of shit, oh, I I copied the wrong question. I just answered this question like two episodes ago, but we'll do it again. So here we go. I just, boy, I'm really on it today. Lucky Carl. Lucky, lucky Carl. So the question is, but speak, uh, so anyway, this girl can put up with his bullshit. And he said, but speaking of shit, she never wants to go to the bathroom in front of me. Well, at least number two. She'll go number one, but she often makes excuses to go home. She lives 10 minutes away. And then she comes back like an hour later. She says she always forgets something. We've been dating for four months. That shouldn't be a thing, right? Actually, that nobody's heard this answer yet because I recorded this with my cousin Peter Marr, and I haven't aired that episode yet. So his, your answer will be fresh. His will be number two, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> so to speak. So I'm assuming by in front of you, it means like within the same building, like not just. <laughs> Hopefully, like, you're not, not demanding just... her. She defecate in front of your face. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> that's you a know, lot. Sometimes, you know, my boyfriend lives in an apartment with one bathroom so sometimes if he's showering and i really need to pee you know i'll be like can i come in you know that's fine but i you know i would still feel really subconscious if like he was like oh i'm brushing my teeth i'm like okay i've got a shit now you know that would just be... <laughs> i think there's a degree of pride now that said i don't feel the need to rush all the way back to los Feliz <laughs> so that i can use... so you can relieve yourself no i mean you know t- I think she just needs a pack of matches and maybe some aerosol scan and spray if it's that big a deal. And you know, we all do it. It's we all, everybody poops. Every it's a great book. Per, you know, it's not. You know, uh, I don't. I don't know. It's no. I think you and do. I, at the same time, I don't know how one broaches that conversation. No, I, Carl. I think I. Um, I think you should just. Um, Maybe, maybe make make yourself the butt of the joke. <laughs> Sorry, it's going to be a lot here. Um, I love a good pun, but no, like maybe like 
go to the bathroom and like if you you do take a dump and you you walk out and be like, "Woo, babe, I'm sorry." But I guess, you know, I you know, you make a joke about it or you say, "Hey, I'm a little embarrassed, but you know, I don't know, maybe kind of use yourself as kind of um as as the gateway in your own experience to be like, you know, I do that a lot in relationships. Like if I do something, I would say probably, oh man, sorry. I had like Mexican food last night. I hope that isn't too bad. I said, you know, but then I would say, it's by nice, the way. It's a nice breaker. Yeah, sure. if you need to go, feel free. Just do it, you know, and maybe kind of lighten the mood that way. Yeah, because I think the sign of transitioning into a comfortable relationship is being able to fart in front of each other and just, oh yeah, and not be like, Oh, I hope they didn't notice. It's like, of course they did. And who cares? Well, I think it's also different because when you're gay and you, I'm not going to get into detail on this, but when you, gay sex is not a, it's, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. (laughs) There's things that need to be taken care of. So it just, shit happens. That's all I'm going to say about that. And that is plenty. And that is plenty. Um, all right. If you want more of this question, listen to the episode after this with Peter Marr, where we answer this question Again, because we did it differently, I believe, actually. I didn't mean to. But yeah, four months. It's Four months is when it's, I feel like, that's when things start to be like, the shit is real. Sorry, I can't, I can't I know. stop myself. Just gonna, but yeah. things are shit, starting shit, to get shit. real. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and yeah, I, I, I actually, I very much agree with your answer about uh, making him the butt of the joke. Because there's no, as in our previous question, there's no way to have, we need to have a serious talk about your <laughs> shitty habits. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> because if it's that if it comes off that it's that important to you, then it makes you sound like a creep. Yeah, it makes you sound like that. yeah. It's it's awkward. I need to watch you <laughs> shit. To. Do it, Lord, no. Clockwork Orange, um, well, or Clockwork Brown. All right, so I'm sorry, we're done with that question. All right, now so now we're at Dear Maddie, Celebrity Shit the Bed, where we talk about things. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Sorry, no, it's called Celebrity Shit the Bed. But um, we talk, what's been going, what's in your head this week? What did you want to talk? What's been resonating with you? Oh, gosh. Uh, Pop culture resonance. You know, okay, I will say this because I I haven't, I haven't put it on Facebook because I don't want to add to the cacophony of all of this BS, but Uh people need to shut the fuck up about whether they're Bernie or Hillary. I cannot stand it anymore. (laughs) I cannot. I love this case for you because you tell me we're going to talk about waitress. And oh, no, that, no. I, we'll get back to that. We'll but, back. Like, but I just I just feel the need to say it because, you know, I... And I You're I, the first person to bring this up. I love it. Let's talk I, about but, it. But, you know, I, I, I won't go into who I'm, I'm leaning towards. It's Trump. No. Uh, <laughs> it's but, Trump. Yeah. But oh, yeah. it's just... It's infuriating. It really is about how much people feel the need to put that out there when... Honestly, I think everybody that's going to vote for the people that are uh, have already made up their minds. I mean, mm-hmm. we're late enough in the primary that I I think very few people that we might be friends with on Facebook are like, "Oh, I'm on the fence. I really don't." If you're know. still on the fence, then make a decision in life. Yeah. Like how and if you are going to make you? a decision, I really don't think that that decision is going to be made up by your aunt Judy who's really passionate about Bernie Sanders, like or, you know, Uncle Bill who is like, "I'm with her." Yeah. We know. We know. You'll probably make up your mind by a debate or some, you know, NPR or, you know. I've, I've, I have, if you're voting a Democrat, if you're voting for a Republican, yes, then maybe Uncle Uncle Bill and Aunt Judy will make it. <laughs> Uncle Bill and I purposely have not talked about who I'm voting for either on Facebook. Um, I try not to do some political stuff. I have posted some non-Trump stuff because I feel like I post things that I feel like are more like human rights type of stuff mm-hmm. or like that kind of stuff I like for people to just see and read about. And Trump, Trump has said so much hate speech that I felt like, I want people to know yeah. back in Oklahoma that he's saying this kind of stuff. But I agree. Like, it's making, um, I was really kind of proud of the Democrat, because I'm a Democrat. And so um, I was proud of the Democratic Party at first because the Republicans were so divisive and oh, the, hate-filled yeah, against Those early themselves. debates were like, oh, we have such civil debates and, and they have such bullshit. Yes, and, and I know. felt so proud of it. And I just feel like that is just, I mean, I, I do. People have posted this, and I do see how some people feel like that. Not all, but that's they can't see where is the blurring between some of the Trump supporters and some of the Bernie supporters because they are really 
adamant, which is great that you're passionate, but it's just... I mean, I, th- I think a lot of it has to do with that. I mean, there's a, there's a, a great dissatisfaction in this country. Yes. And there's a lot of anger. And it falls into two camps. It's, you know, it's the people who on one side are, you know, will gravitate towards what Trump is saying. And the other side, you know, the ultra-progressive um, stance of Bernie. I get it, you know, and I think I think one of the benefits of Bernie is that, you know, even it doesn't look like he's going to win, but, uh, you know, it at least has brought a lot of issues into the conversation that if he oh, weren't yeah. there that Hillary might not have talked about or brought, No, that's you know. proven she's talked about more stuff because of... Yeah, and, you know, I, I just sincerely hope that if she is, in fact, the nominee, and I will, of course, vote for her if she is the nominee... I will vote for any Democrat who's yeah, the nominee. I, vote for any. I hope that other Democrats will do the same. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, but you know, I just hope that 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 whatever she is talking about now remains in the conversation even after she has won the White House. But um, I just kind of feel like with politics, and maybe this is a defeatist. I, I don't know what position this, but I just feel like sometimes you don't always get what you want, and that's kind of the point of democracy. Like, let's say mm-hmm. I wanted to, I really wanted. Hillary Clinton to win and Bernie Sanders won. And I'd be like, well, you know, this is just more people voted for it. You know, that's yeah. a democracy. And I'll have my time another time. That's, yeah. I don't I don't know. I just don't get – I honestly want just like eight more years of Obama but because I love the man. <laughs> oh, but oh, He's so great. I love that man. Uh, do you ever uh, – total sidebar. Do you ever watch uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? I haven't watched – I know it. Is he? He's not it's, on. It's a fantastic show. Jay and Simon, yes. Yeah. It is Jerry Seinfeld with Barack Obama in one episode. Oh, I bet and that's fantastic. And their conversation is so much fun. And he's, he's I don't know, he's just loving love the pieces. Um, but yeah, I just, sometimes yeah. we don't always get what we want. And maybe someone's yelling at the computer right now. And but, I think, okay. yeah, oh yeah. And I think also a lot, and I, in 2008 I feel that this happened too. A lot of people put so much importance on the president like that Bar- uh, Barack me, Obama was the, was the messiah and everything. It's Yeah, it's, it's Congress. Congress. That's what... It's like, if you really hate what's going on, get your representatives out. Yeah, like, if you think, for people that are voting for Bernie, great. Bernie Sanders is president. But then you're going to have a Republican-run Senate. You think he's going to be able to get anything well, done? Or Hillary. I mean, Hillary, because, too, yeah. Because, okay, let's say Hillary takes the, takes the White House, and then we have a Republican-run Congress, you know, Senate House, whatever. Mm-hmm. She is going to, ha- you know, she she's a woman of compromise, which is great, you know, great politics requires it. But she's going to have to compromise so much that she is going to become, as some people have called her, the progressive Republican that, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we won't get a lot done. We won't get a lot done. So, you know, so it's... Uh, I agree. Yeah. It's really... Those midterm elections are more important than this one coming out. You know, out, really. I mean, it's it is it is the it's the difficulty of having a two party system where it's either you know it's either it blue is. or red. It you know, is we a have difficulty. no gray areas or middle ground, and uh, and maybe that uh, will be changing. Maybe I hope so. I don't. I, I really hope so hope too. Because so. I know that my mother is very Republican. I I don't know who my mother's voting for because I. I would yeah, be, my mother won't tell me either. I'd be horrified if she voted for Trump, but I'd be horrified if she's voting for Cruz. So I just don't want to know. I know my mother's not voting for Trump because she's she's uh, she is. My mother hates talking about politics, and if she heard me now. She'd be like, "Why are you talking about me talking about politics?" <laughs> uh, your but, mom won't listen to the show, probably. No. What's your uh, mother's name? Mary Lou. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't it? Beautiful. I know. Everybody's like, oh, she's a Southern girl. I'm like, no, she's Italian. It's, uh, you know, Maria Luisa. But, oh, know. I love it. Um, uh, but yeah, she she's rarely vocal about any political issue or candidate or anything, but she has always said she thinks that Trump is a disgusting person. Oh, and I she do th- too. And she thinks that Cruz is, creeps her out, is always what she's, she's like, oh, he creeps me out. I, I do feel sorry for a lot of her, because my mother feels that, my mother considers herself a feminist and is very um, pro-women's rights mm-hmm. um, and women's rights to choose. And obviously, because she loves her gay son... Uh, she just feels like she has to choose if she's going to vote for her economic stances, right, or her socialist. ethical, yeah, socialist. Yeah. And she just doesn't feel like she's represented well in either party. Yeah, I mean, I you just have to wonder that why. I mean, maybe we are right at the, you know, the Tea Party sprung out of people wanting to push the Republican Party to, you know, as far right as humanly Mm -hmm. possible. But you have to wonder if it's if we're at the crux of where we're finally going to see the rise of a legitimate third party that represents the fiscal 
you know, fiscally conservative but socially liberal. Because isn't that kind medium. of libertarian? Libertarian, or yeah, I mean, I like think that. Green Party sometimes fits into yeah. that. You know, and it's it could be. You know, there's a bunch of parties that represent that, but nobody knows who the hell they are. I just know? want somebody to be called the Practical Party. What are you? We're practical. Yeah, we're practicists. <laughs> <laughs> practical that would just be no. lesbians because lesbians are practical oh god they're yeah. so practical i mean in a good way yeah oh i know <laughs> they get it done there's this old list that i i read it was um 20 things you should know as a newly out gay person mm-hmm. and there were so many the first one on the list is you are not a strong black woman <laughs> number two was i repeat you are not a strong black woman but um my oh, one of my favorites on there was um Hang on to those lesbian friends, because when the shit hits the fan, your gay friends will be like, oh, you're crying. Okay, bye. But your lesbians will bring over a casserole. That's the damn truth. It is. It is a damn, damn truth. Now, let's talk about... We still have time. I don't know how long we're going. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Waitress. Oh. Oh. I was in New York. I haven't seen it. I've just heard this. I have the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, the concept album. I have the concept album. The Cerebrellas. Yes. Yes. Uh, I was in New York... First of all, I'm a huge Sarah Bareilles fan. I think it stems from my love of Sarah McLaughlin. It was just kind of a natural progression. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. The beautiful I songstress. I loved her too. Um, adore her. And I'm uh, going to see her in Little Mermaid at the Bowl. Oh, are you going? I didn't get tickets. I don't think I have any extras. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to, you know, give a wristy in the alley for that. Shut one. your ears, my family-centric audience. Uh, I'm going to have to suck a lot of dick to get some of those tickets. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Oh, goodness. Uh, to see a Disney show. Um, well, I, I do know Alan Menken. I'll give him a call. Well. I do, but I know his daughter, actually, very, very well. I taught her at camp. I'm oh, teasing. Wow. I'm not. I don't know him well enough to call. Right. But yeah. she's going to try to go, though, actually. So I hope I, that she flies out from New York. Anyway. Yeah. She. Uh, but Sarah is just such a delight. So when I saw that she was doing this musical... I instantly got into it and have been listening to the concept album for months and was so excited. And I've never seen the movie, by the way. Which I'm going to give you, I have like, I think I have like four copies of it. So if I do, because I bought it, then I lost it and someone gave it to me as a gift. Anyway, if I have like several, I'm just going to give it to you. But either way, I'm letting you borrow it because you need to watch it. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so uh, my boyfriend got us tickets uh, two weeks ago for a preview it's on Broadway, yeah, right, yes, or on previews right now. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. Just so spectacular. I wish it didn't come out the same year as Hamilton, because it's not going to win shit because of Hamilton. Oh, that's right. Or is Ham- Hamilton considered last year, and Waitress will be, it would be in the new Tonys, right? Or no, maybe not. Oh. I don't know the Tony I, no, season. No, no, no. Actually, I, thi- I think you might be right. I think it might be on the cusp that it'll, it'll open right after Tony noms. They, are, they would be smart to hold it. Oh, geez, I hope so. I hope so, because obviously Hamilton, I don't know anything about Hamilton oh, yet. Hamilton's going to, you know. But I've heard it's great. But, Nobody should even show up for that Tony Awards except to watch Hamilton play it. But, yeah. Collect awards and perform. But what I just can't imagine. What was it? First of all, um, uh, is it Jesse? Jesse Mueller. It? Oh, my God, Jesse Mueller. Wow. So that's who stars in Waitress. Yeah. She's just, she's just phenomenal and is such an emotional powerhouse. It was, Yeah. Um, ironically, we saw, so we saw two musicals that weekend. The one we saw the night before was Bright Star, which is the Steve Martin bluegrass musical. Oh, I didn't know he had one. Uh Uh-huh. He does. And the star of that, I mean, it was basically a weekend of two incredible, uh, lead females. Uh, uh, the one that we saw at Bright Star is, oh my God. Was that a great show? It's not, I don't think, it was a very sweet show. And the music is lovely in the atmosphere they portray of, you know, the, this like little so sleepy southern town. is It's mm. so sweet. Um, it was a little more hallmarky than I typically go for. Mm-hmm. But, um, but she was incredible. Her, uh, her first name's Carmen. I can't remember her uh, last name. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, it's phenomenal, phenomenal. And so seeing Jesse Mueller, I mean, it was like the same boat. Like just, just like, you know, so much, so many emotional. You were in strong woman heaven. I was. It was I, like I Lilith Fair all over again. I love it. Well, I love Waitress too, because one of my friends said, that movie's too sweet. And I went, I don't think that movie, I don't think the story's sweet at all. I think it's really. Pregnancy in the face of domestic abuse. Yeah, I don't know if that's sweet. I, yeah, because I guess the way I think that movie is so to me it's I, the only word it sounds really cliche but it's just so human mm-hmm. it's just so human to me and the i just the imperfectness of the characters mm-hmm. are, my, are my headphones bothering you oh no everybody at home i uh just took off my glasses because 
for some reason when I wear glasses and then I put headphones on top of them, it just squeezes. Oh them no, my it skull. does. You know, yeah, I, it does. I always forget to take. Before them Before I did LASIK, I had was doing shows with my glasses and I hated it. Yeah, now I don't wear glasses. So um, anyway, anyway, oh, I'm just so jealous that you got. Yeah, to see it's that. Be, what I think is fascinating. I'm so excited for you to see the show. Is um, how the similarities and the big and also the big differences from the concept album. Mm. Like there's one song where the melody is the same, but the lyrics are entirely different. Which song? Oh, which one is it? Um, uh, door number two. I've oh yeah, door, yeah, that's called door number three. Yeah, totally different lyrics. Oh wow. Yeah, and I think I think some of it is you know Sarah moving from singer songwriter to composer, uh-huh. where the the lyrics have to serve some plot points or because you know. I was listening to the lyrics and I was I was trying to actually think of how this fits in and thought, is this like before she decides to sleep with the doctor? I couldn't figure out like what's the dramatic moment in the, sh- in the show yeah. where this song is sung. And also too, which characters are singing. Yeah. Which I'm excited to see her. I love the character Ogie, the one who's from Oklahoma. Oh yeah. And that, see, that's the, that is the thing. The supporting cast of Waitress, like Jesse is great, but the supporting cast of Waitress is so good. It makes oh, the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the two waitresses um, that join her on stage, hilarious characters. Oh. One of them uh, is um, oh the little Asian girl from Orange Is the New Black, the perky environmentalist. Oh, yeah. She's one of the waitresses. She's the one that sings uh, the um, when he sees me. Oh really? Oh, and she kills it. Oh, She's that's so awesome. good. Uh, and then there's she's the one that gets with Ogie, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, because that one in the in the movie that's uh, Adrian Shelley who plays that part. Who wrote the movie Waitress? Right. Who who? Yes. God rest tragically, her soul. Yeah. Tragically, was, was killed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, oh, I cannot. Um, I can't. Who plays the Andy Griffith role? Does he have a song? The old man. He does. He has a bit of a song. It's not on the. It's not on the concept album. Uh-huh. There's like about an, an additional five or six songs that oh, were on the concept album. I can't album. wait for yeah. this album to come out. Um, you would recognize the old the old guy. He was. Um, oh, he he's been on like West Wing and. A bunch of different guest roles and everything. He's done a bazillion. I have to look things. up the cast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, but well, yeah. If you're in New York. Go oh, see and the that guy show. playing the doctor. He is hot. I can't even handle it. He is so hot, and his He's voice so, is amazing. His voice is beautiful. He's so nerdy and adorable, and just lanky. And oh, uh. he. I thought they did a great version of casting a musical Nathan Nathan Fillion because that's who plays him in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a really good job. Yeah, it's great chemistry with him and Carrie Russell in the movie. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see it. It's now. so good. By the way, are you watching the Americans? With Carrie Russell, that show I'm is not. so good. I there's so much TV that, that I'm watching so right now. Just, there's so much, and you know, and if, well, you have a boyfriend. You know, there are those show. There's there are the shows where I'm allowed to watch by myself, and then there are the shows where I have to wait. And, I know, you know, and it's just I like can't watch oh, Empire. I, yeah, yeah. I I haven't seen an entire season of Empire because he had to catch up. Oh, I'm we're one behind, and we're four behind on How to Get Away with Murder because he keeps falling asleep. We don't watch that one. I like it. Yeah, it's Sean. It's my yeah. only. It's my first and probably only Shonda show. I've yeah. heard the catch might be good. I don't know. I love Peter Krause. Oh but, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely. But, yes. Yeah. But, but uh, and well, we just celebrity shit that bed. Okay, now <laughs> we're to that. Now I didn't. Now I. Oh, I forgot to tell you about this part. So, but now mm-hmm. you answer. At the end of each show, we do chatty okay. Maddie questions. There's the same five questions for every show. Great. Michael's answered them. Darren, Ronnie. Is this the? Is this like James Lipton's? You know. Yes. Okay, yes. Great. Very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charlie Rose. Whatever yeah. you want to say. So, um, chatty Maddie question number one: What's your most memorable or favorite childhood smell? Wow. It's a podcast, so I'm fine with silence. <laughs> <laughs> Please breathe deeply so we know you're still here. Uh, my favorite childhood smell, my grandmother's house. Oh, what did it smell like? I wonder if, it, like, I wonder if, a, if, a, if somebody else smelt it, they would be like, this is musty. But it wasn't musty. It was, it smelled like. It's your mom's mom, dad's mom? Mom's mom. It smelled like, um, like overly upholstered furniture that had the smell of bolognese just kind of so- soaked into them. Really? Like, what yeah. was your grandmother's name? Fernanda. Oh, so she was Italian. Oh yeah, <laughs> like from just Italy. A li- like a little. No, actually, she was born here, but um, you know, I bet her parents were like. Uh, 
you know, it was like they got off the boat and promptly popped out a child. So, you oh, know, yeah. pretty. non That's beautiful. Yeah. She hated it. She always hated her name. Because, I mean, you know, children are horrible. And I think they always called her Ferdinand and stuff like that. But. Did you just call her grandma or nonna or? I always called my, my grandparents uh, grandma and grandpa. I did too. I had so many. I mean, my mom's side of the family was pretty large. Um, and so many of the kids my age called their grandparents like Nono and Nona and stuff like that. I never did that. So many people are like, B-ball, boopa. And I'm like, yeah. I just want to be grandpa. That's what I want to be. Yeah. I, I think a part, of, a part of it had to do with that. My mom's side of the family was Italian, but my dad's side of the family was Slovak. And that was always grandma and grandpa. So it was just to keep make things easy. It was mm. everybody was everybody was grandma or grandpa. Yeah. Okay. All right, I love that when your grandmother's oh, house. That was that took you yeah. back, didn't oh, it? Yeah, I'm in a warm place right now. Oh, I love that. Um, okay, chatty, made a question number two. Yep. What would be the name of your memoir? <laughs> <laughs> oh, crepes. Um, oh, crepes. That oh, would be crepes. a dope. Yeah. No. 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 Um, the name of my memoir. I There's know. so many. Um, let's see. Uh, expectations. <laughs> Great or not. <laughs> That's my favorite answer, I think, for that question. <laughs> I want to hold you to that one day. Yeah. One day. Uh <laughs> And it won't be it won't be expectations colon great or not it'll be expectations dot 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 ellipses great or not yeah okay uh-huh. <sighs> all right number three best what's the best piece of advice you wished you had taken earlier um, stick with things mm. if you're doing if you're doing something even if you hate it stick with it until you are absolutely sure that you don't like it. I wish that I stuck with gymnastics when I was little. I wish that I stuck with piano when I was a little older. I wish that I, you know, that there were a bunch of things that I really, I wish I stuck with and really tried at. And then if I didn't like it at that, I could be like, all right, I don't like it and I don't want to continue with it, but I tried, you know, Mm -hmm. I made an effort Mm -hmm. as opposed to, I don't like it now, you know. Yeah. Stick with things. I like that. That's a good one. I agree with that, too. I wish I would have stuck with piano. I took it for nine years, but I didn't practice. No, I didn't either. And I don't remember anything now. All right. Uh, chatting number four. We only got two left. Okay. What day would be your Groundhog Day that you've had? Like, what day would you just live over and over? It was a good day. Oh, shit. Um, I love it. We're getting you thinking. My parents' 40th wedding anniversary party. Oh, what a fun day. Did y'all throw like them a big party? I threw them a surprise party, and you know, and I solicited. I got all my relatives involved, and you know, and just had them show up. And um, and I, I did, I did like a very informal Kickstarter type thing where I solicited my family for for cash, and we all chipped in and got my parents a trip to the Finger Lakes. Oh, you know, cool. to do wine tours and you know, see shows and just kind of. Is it just you, or do you have siblings? Just me. Oh, you're an only you know, child. And, and so many of my family were like, "Ugh, why 40? Who cares about 40? Wait until 50. 50 is the one where we should... Re- well, my dad died before we got to uh, Oh, yeah, he passed away this year, or last uh, year? Three years ago. I don't know why. It seems like that was so just recently. Time, it condenses. <laughs> um, but yeah... It, and it was screw just, them. 40 yeah. is a big deal. It is. Well, oh. you know, people get in a twist about all sorts of things. Um, but they were but, yeah. surprised, so surprised, and just you know, and it was it was just they just had so much fun, and it you know it was just and it was just nice. Oh, how's your mom doing now? Oh my God, great! If you Google my last name, you will. It's gotten to the point where you will almost see like equal stuff of me and of her because she volunteers with all these organizations, and she's been in the paper and on the news. I'm oh, like, good. y'all just went on a trip too. We're about to next month. Oh, I thought you did go on a trip. We're, go, we're going next month to Europe. Because um, oh. three years ago, my I took my mom to Italy, which I'd always wanted to do, and we were two cities into it when my dad passed away back home. Oh, wow! And so we had to interrupt the trip and go. So back. it was sudden. Then. Yes, completely out of the blue. What happened? No idea. Oh, bless your heart. I'm so sorry. 
So, um, so this is this trip in next month is our Revenge on Europe tour. <laughs> I love it. And we're finishing out our Italian tour, and then we're also going to uh, hit London on the way back. You're a good son. I like to think so. <laughs> Thank you. We love our mamas. Yes. All right, chatting number, chatting Maddie number five. Okay. When when are you most inspired? Like what year? Because <laughs> that was years gone. <laughs> I was inspired in 2001. <laughs> where does it happen? Where did it go? Um, when am I most inspired? Uh, I'm, I am most inspired when I am surrounded by inspiring people. Mm. I find that I, which is odd for a voiceover artist because so much of what we do is kind of you insular know, in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm also a writer, which is also pretty insular. Yeah, we but- didn't talk about that. You have like monologue books and... Oh, you know, it's just junk. It's just, on my website. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, I I find that I really work best when I'm bouncing ideas off of people. And I mean, part of the reason that I wanted to do this Fairy Tales Against Humanity thing is because is to work, you know, have a creative network yeah, going uh-huh. where we're, you know, bouncing ideas and coming up with stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm most inspired where when we're all jamming together and, and coming up with stuff as opposed to just sitting by myself and thinking. I don't like that either. Because mm. I, I always talk myself out of creative ideas yeah. when, if I'm allowed to, you know. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. Well, tell, speaking of, tell everybody where they can find all things J.P. Carliac. You could find me at jpcarliac.com. That's J-P-K-A-R-L-I-A-K.com. Good. And do you tweet, Insta, any of that? Or I do all tweet. That? All of it's, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, I think YouTube is actually John Paul Carliac, but I, every all of the other ones are just. Well, we'll have J- the in the J- show Carliac. notes. We'll have the we'll have your website on there and anything else. But um, thank you for doing this. Thank very, you for very, having me. This oh, was yeah. so much fun. Oh, good. Oh, good. You're always yeah. welcome back. I think um, we helped somebody. You know, who has a, a, a shit shy girlfriend. We so. did. <laughs> we helped Carl. Yes, we, yes. So good luck with that, sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, for the rest of you, uh, you know the drill. Um, ways you can support the show, you can go on iTunes or Stitcher or however you listen to podcasts, and you can leave a review that actually tells people what we're doing. Um, and you can also go to iTunes and leave a review as well. Um, ask questions, sugars. We need those questions. So um, DearMaddieShow.com, and you can find all the information there on all my social medias at DMATMAR. But mainly, ask some questions and give me a review. Tell your, tell your friends about the show. Mama wants to get sponsors. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> We're this close. We're this close. But um, anyway, thank you again to JP. And for the rest of you, um, listen to some prints today. Live in a little bit of love and do something uh, nice for someone this week. And we'll see you next week. All right.